Welcome to the Manifesting Clarity Podcast, where we work together to help you receive the answers to your big what's next question. Hi, I'm your host, Jen Roth. I'm excited to share how my journey of building a business as a massage therapist and herbalist has led me to my biggest passion, clarity coaching. My deepest desire is to help you create a life you absolutely love. So with each episode, I'll bring you firsthand stories and proven methods from industry leaders who have faced challenging decisions and stepped into their power to unlock a life of their dreams. It's my intention to bring you inspiration and answers so you can navigate your life's next big step. Happy Wednesday. Welcome back. I'm so thrilled to be here again with you. My heart becomes more and more full every single week as I get to share some of the most amazing people. And today, for sure, one of the most amazing women I personally believe on the planet. Allison J. Prince is a, is a sister and a mentor and a rocket ship out in the world making a huge tidal wave of impact and pouring love into women specifically, but families and children. I can't wait for you to hear so much of her story. There's so many bits and pieces and parts that we are not going to be able to get it all through today. And I just cannot wait. I got to meet Allison a handful of years ago, sitting in the audience at a Funnel Hacking Live event. And I don't know. I think it was maybe one of the first times that you were speaking on stage. And there is something so raw and authentic and genuine about who you are, how you show up. I would guess because it is that you are raw, authentic, and genuine. I've never seen anything else. And I was 100% in love, so intrigued. You are just a, a force to be reckoned with and a woman who has followed your heart through and through in every single aspect. And I'm going to let you introduce yourself to our audience and cannot thank you enough for your precious time and choosing to be here with us. So thanks for reminding me. And it's funny that you say authentic and raw. I think it's more like awkward and nervous. And that's maybe what connects with the world because this path, this journey, like where I'm at today, I didn't even know it existed. Like it was not on my radar no way did I want to speak on stages. I am an introvert. I went into e-commerce to hide behind the screen, not be on stages. And so I that's funny that you say the authentic and raw. And on the other side, it's just me being awkward and nervous. <laughs> but well, I think that's that, where, how we get where we're going, right? Is, is completely yeah. being awkward and nervous for it sure. Is. It is. And I, 14, 15 years ago, I made God my business partner. And I think, uh, I don't think, I know he's been like, all right, I got a tough one to work with, but I'm going to do it. Because when he asks me to do stuff, I'm like, okay, I can do hard things. Here I go. Here I go. And he keeps pushing me over and over and over and over again. Um, and so I know I really don't do it alone. He's there with me. But sometimes I'm like, you're the one that said yes to this business partnership. Are you sure? Do you want to back out anytime soon? <laughs> do you want to go get someone with a better voice? Someone that's stronger? Uh, and he keeps coming saying, nope, you got your journey. Your journey was uh, given to you so that you could share it with others. So I, yeah, I did start in e-commerce uh, because I was a school teacher, looked at my paycheck and I qualified for government assistance that stung four years of studying math and science. I'm not that smart. It was junior high kids, like basically like just, we just played. It was so much fun. <laughs> it was so much fun. And I loved being a teacher, but 
government assistance, the government just said I couldn't afford food. And that bothered me after going and studying for so long. And so fast forward a few years, um, Jared and I, we have four kids. He's working full time. We've got student loans. We've got mortgage. We've got car, like all the things. Right. And I just said, I don't want this life. I don't want every decision that we make chosen due to finances. Can we do this? Oh, no, we can't. We don't have finances. Can we do this? No. Can we go visit grandma and grandpa? No, we don't have enough money for gas. Can we do it? Like everything was just decided around uh, money. And I was like, I don't want that life. And I said, okay, what can I do? So I look around, I find some leftover crafting supplies and I sell it online. My first online store, official, official online store. And uh, I sold out, I made my first two to $300. I felt like I'd won the lottery. I did this while I was nursing my baby, nothing fancy. I mean, I'm selling trash basically online. And then day two and day three, sell nothing. And I almost walked away from it. And that's when uh, I heard God whisper loudly and just said, I just showed you it's possible. How dare you quit? How dare you quit? And I was like, what? Okay. And that's when I made him my business partner. Cause I'm like, okay, I think you know something that I don't know. Uh, and then, so I just showed up at day after day after day and we built a multi-million dollar business, which is pretty cool. But I, there's another cool part to it. I showed my daughters how to do it and they build a six figure business before they stepped foot into high school. They have their college paid off for showed my sister how to do it. I started showing my friends how to do it. And then God was like, Hey, start teaching online. I'm like, Nope, people are going to make fun of me. They're going to make fun of my eyebrows. They're going to make fun of my voice. They just make fun of everything. Right. Even if I have great eyebrows, they just, it doesn't matter. They just make fun of you online. And I'm like, I'm just going to keep selling my stuff, my cupcake liners and my straws, just doing my thing. And, uh, he's like, no, no, <laughs> it took him three years. I got a thick skull, kind of stubborn. Um, it took three years. And finally I said, okay, I'll start teaching. And then that's when he got me the right coaches that I needed to help me to step into this world. I would have not been able to do it alone. So now I've been teaching for about six years and I'm so grateful that even though I was hesitant and scared, I was still willing to step out of my comfort zone because we all know that that's where growth is found is stepping outside of your comfort zone. And so that's one thing that I, I think I'm good at now. I mean, it's still scary. I just know that that's what's going to happen when growth is about to happen. Taking you back to the beginning of starting with these products that you're finding in your house or however you're beginning to sell them. I believe this story that you shared that I heard first was the raw blocks of wood. And I was completely just blown away. I'm like over here putting 32 pieces together. <laughs> And you're figuring out how to sell a raw block of wood. It was like, oh my goodness, we overcomplicate everything. everything. And this isn't like I would have been painting on the blocks or something. Who knows what, right? Like it just is absolutely incredible. And you're doing this with how many babies at this time? Like what, where are you in your motherhood journey? Four. So I just had, my baby was about a year old, still nursing. And so I was typing on the computer screen or the computer one-handed because I was always nursing that kid. And I would get up at five o'clock in the morning because I usually woke up at seven. So I was up at five in the morning working. I'm not a morning person. Oh, I was so tired. <laughs> I would fall asleep on my husband's shoulder every Sunday at church. It's like, I can't make it. I can't <laughs> drool coming out. 
but I knew I had to change to change. And so let me tell when the blocks came in. So I had sold the vinyl, the leftover vinyl. And then I went down and I found like I was just rummaging through my house, anything that I could find because I didn't have money to go buy product. So the stick of wood, we found it behind our shed. And so that was just a, I don't like a month later ish in there, uh, maybe two months later. And we chopped it into blocks of wood, like little tiny blocks of wood. And I only had a couple sets uh, from behind my house and I put them up online and they sold like that. So I called my friend and I said, Hey, can you help me find these blocks of wood somewhere? Like someone's got to wholesale them somewhere. And so we started digging around. We found a wholesale company. We put them back on the site and started selling more. And (laughs) this was like such a big aha moment for me. I went over $9,000 from naked blocks of wood. I didn't even have all the product. (laughs) And I was like, oh my gosh, now I have the money to go buy the product that will be shipped to me in two days. And so I I found out about pre-selling and I found out about building excitement about selling out and how good selling out can be and how to keep things simple. Can you imagine? Like I couldn't have sold 9,000 painted Mod Podge something blocks of wood. No, I just bundled them up and sold them. We made (laughs) $9,000. I made off our minivan. I was like this. Is so cool. (laughs) (laughs) Huge successes. Uh, And these blocks of wood are for DIY moms. Can you share that? So everyone understands. So people that are like a block of wood. What what do you do with it? So when you sell, and I learned this, um, you just, you just start learning, right? If I were to say, make a block of wood for sale, get it here. It's cute. No one's going to buy it. You have to sell the vision of it. And so I would practice like every day I would list my products. It was pra- me practicing showing the vision of what the product can do. So uh, one of the times I listed them, um, it was uh, for Mother's Day. And I was like, well, what are you going to do for Mother's Day? Moms are the hardest to buy presents where they have everything. Or they kind of put it in the back of the closet. How about you take your kids' pictures, mod podge your kids' pictures on the front of it, tie it up in a bow, like a set of nine, and then tie it up in a bow and then hand it to her. That thing's going to sit on the mantle place for years and years and years to come because your mom's not going to throw that away. And then we sold them again come Christmas time and we sold it as a countdown. So we'd sell, we put four together and it said days until Christmas. And then there was a countdown at the bottom. And I'm like, imagine your toddler, your toddler's chubby little fingers counting down in anticipation for Christmas. And that just painted a picture in people's heads about what they could do with the product, the feeling that they were going to have when they handed their mom the present or the feeling that they were going to have when they were watching those sticky little fat toddler fingers get so excited for Christmas. And so when we can put that vision in our customer's head, that's that's what sales are, right? It's it's serving them. It's telling them what they can do with the product that's going to make their life better. That's what sales are. And I learned that uh, through selling garbage and make a blocks of wood. <laughs> Absolutely incredible. I remember literally going home that night and calling my husband immediately and saying, you're never going to believe what this woman did. Like, and she has now built four multi-million dollar companies, which I don't even know how many you have done now. I feel like that was right out of the so, gate. <laughs> I think you promised my husband that I wouldn't do more LLCs. So I'm stuck. I'm not stuck. I'm sticking with the four. We've sold 
two of them. So I'm just focused on the two right now. And instead of going wide, I just want to go deep with them. One of them is How Does She? That's a blog I started with friends. And that one was fun. We started with a $125 investment. That was huge for us. And now that's a multi-million dollar a year company. Uh, and we learned, that's how I learned about influencer marketing. It's because people would come to us and say, hey, can we advertise with you? And we're like, what? Um, but then I noticed we were sending people away with their money. And I was like, wait a second, let's get their money. What are we doing sending them away? And so like, that was a big aha moment for me too. Um, and so it's just like these little these scary things like start this and start this and and you allow yourself to get messy and you allow yourself to learn and you allow yourself to fail because failing is really learning. And that leads into clarity to know which direction you're supposed to go. And so like my clarity now is two businesses and just going deep on those and not a whole bunch of businesses. Beautiful. So fun. And is doing things that are proven systems over and over and over and over again, right? And influencers mm-hmm. is something that's worked for you since it sounds like the beginning. And I'm curious, in when you were putting these up on the site, did you have your own website? Were you selling them through other websites? Where were you selling these products when you started? So Jane, um, one of my competitors started like two days after me. So Jane wasn't even a thing. Jane's a big deal site. You can go list your stuff, big marketplace. Uh, I didn't really know about Etsy. I didn't know Shopify existed. I literally lived in a bubble. (laughs) I was nursing kids and changing diapers. That's all I knew at that point. Um, and so I got a referral from, I don't even know for someone to build a site for me. And I was like, I can pay you in like Laffy Tappies. That's basically like all I can pay you in. And he's like, that's fine. He was so sweet um, and built this site for me. But we didn't realize how much traffic influencers would start throwing to our site. And so we would crash all of the time. And all the gray hair, I think, started from that. We would have thousands of people waiting to buy, but no site. Uh, and so now when people are like, if you had to do it again, what would you do? And I'd say, well, I'd still do it because it led me to here, but just do make it easier. Do like Shopify. They've built everything for you. We ended up spending millions and millions of dollars on that website. Uh, and I was like, man, if I would have just known how to do Shopify better, <laughs> it saved me so much money. Uh, so yeah, I built my own. Well, I didn't cause I, I can't do code. Oh my gosh. The black box of death. Like, don't make me do that. I had a a friend build that website and all it was like, I look back on that very first version and it is so cringeworthy. It's so ugly. It had a picture it had a checkout button and it had a short description and that was about it. And it was just one product a day. Cause that's all I could handle. I couldn't get a whole line of product. I was like, Oh, what am I going to do today? What am I going to sell tomorrow? Am I going to sell the next day? And so I just kept it basic. Like what can I do right now? And that's how that's how it rolled out. And your just consistent ability to pivot and find a new product and continue to sell something different, right? You don't have to can stay attached to something. And I, unfortunately, I feel like put myself in a box also not having any idea about Shopify or whatever else existed at that time, had a site built and just was following the breadcrumbs, right? We follow the next step and figure out where you're headed and what you're doing. Where did you build your site on? On Magento. Okay. Oh yeah. I've been there. 
Yeah. Someone was asking me the other day, like about Shopify. I'm like, I don't, I can't even tell you really, but it works. And it's so simple and easy. And there's a dashboard and I didn't have any of this stuff on my, like none of it. I would like have to go through tons and tons of data in order to try to figure out besides maybe like total sales or something. I think that's like all I could see in the back end of my site. And Amy was like, you need to get on Shopify. (laughs) It's so much easier. So much easier. A few years later, I built another store and I did it on Shopify. And I was like, are you serious? I can create coupon codes. Are you serious? I can do upsells. Are you serious? Like all the things I couldn't do on my own platform. And it was what, like 30 bucks a month. I was like, this is killing me. Oh my (laughs) gosh. (laughs) Yes, absolutely incredible. So you are constantly supporting so many people in this education piece that you're you're on and what you're doing. I had never even heard of Jane or Pick Your Plum or I mean literally just getting to hear you speak was like a whole new language and <laughs> it was amazing of like these this is my target market. These are the women that are out in the world shopping and doing and making such a big difference in the world. So a whole new door opened when I met you. And can you walk us through what Pick Your Plum is and how you even came up with that idea along the way? Yeah. So it's funny that you say new language, because to me, it's been in my vocab for so long. I'm like, doesn't everybody know this? And I think it's funny because when I talk to other people, I'm like, wait, what? And they're like, what, don't you know this? I'm like, no. And so it's so fun. Like, I love that you're doing this podcast because it's just helping open up so many minds of what I feel can be basic. It's really not. We just sometimes forget what we've learned and the other people don't know it. So Pick Your Plum, that was the first e-commerce store that I set up online. And I didn't know about deal sites. I didn't know anything. <laughs> I, just, I didn't know anything, period. <laughs> and I was like, what can I do? That was my whole thought what can I do with what I have currently? And so I put a product up, we sold the vinyl, it sold out. I'm like, oh, next thing, next thing, next thing. And it just, I I just showed up with a product and then eventually started going to wholesale uh, that I could get locally and um, started selling that stuff. And then I started going over to China, which I don't know any Chinese, still don't, went over there seven times, but it, it was just based on what can I do now And then I started listening to my customers and my customers gave me the answers of what direction to take. So I wasn't guessing. And I would ask questions like just on the Facebook page. um, Do you like entertaining? Do you like jewelry? Do you like cooking and baking? And, And I would get their feedback from them. And that, that guided me in the direction of where to go. And so, um, I ran that for a long time, one product a day for many, 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 many years. And then uh, we started going marketplace. And so we let other people come in and sell because I was selling out in two hours. And then for 22 hours, the site would sit dead and we still had all this traffic coming and all built through influencer marketing and no ads just, and it would just sit dead. And I was like, oh, we're losing so much money because I couldn't get any more product. And so we started letting other people sell. And then we ran that business for a total of about seven years. And then I ended up selling it. But I got to be in that market a lot, like the marketplace area. I watched Jane grow. Um, I was in Pick Your Plum. There's a few others. And so I really got to watch that market 
where people could just come in one day, they wake up and they're like, you know what? I want to sell a product. They didn't have to go out and get a logo and build an email following and build social media. No, they could just show up one day with their product. We would list it on our website and they would make sales. And of course we would take a commission because we had an entire team and we'd been building for years. And we just made this partnership that was fantastic. They would sell and we would do all the marketing for them. And it just ended up being such a win-win for so many people. And so that's how I kind of stepped into this new world. And then we took some of our top products and then we built Shopify stores around them. And then we started taking those stores and started putting them on different marketplaces and deal sites. And then we were able to grow a couple other businesses that way. I didn't know what I was doing. I just allowed myself to get messy. I allowed myself to make steps and I just listened. I just listened. And I think sometimes we get so rigid of like, in 10 years, I want to be here. In 10 years, I want to have a billion dollar business or whatever it is. Um, and I want this and I want this and I want this. I don't think we can say that. Like for me, when people are like, Allison, where do you want to be in five, 10 years? I'm like, I don't think it's even been invented where I'm supposed to go. I don't think it's been discovered yet. Just like AI, right? AI is bringing us this whole new world, this whole new glorious aspect to help us as marketers and and being online and e-commerce help us to go faster. And so if we can go faster, what's on the other side? And I think that's what we're trying to figure out. And we'll be there in five to 10 years. And if we're preparing and doing the things, then we can step into that a lot faster uh, than just waiting for it. It's not ready for us. We just have to be willing to step into the mess, to create the clarity and then that leads us to where we're ultimately supposed to go. Yeah, there's so much as far as like business strategy and or education out in the world and our education system, right? Of like pressure of figuring out what you're going to do when you're five years old. And I was on that track. I wanted to be a physical therapist. I was super clear on it. And then I got into science classes and I was like, um, oh, time out. Like what, what, what? this isn't going to work. I, I'm not sure I can take four science classes all at the same time and pass them and learn and do and all them. of that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was, so, but we don't know until we're in it. Right. So that action creates so much clarity and in clarity coaching, we call it one lights on step to the next. Like we don't know what that next step is going to be and what's going to light us up until we're in that moment to figure out, oh, this is super exciting. I can focus on the top selling products. I can focus on the top three selling products and go do something else with that, right? Like where are the gems in our own business and in our own life that we're not shining a light on and focusing on enough? We're instead over here, shiny object syndrome, or someone else is winning or doing something over there. Maybe I should go do that instead of staying in our own lane. That's a big one. And you've had to do that too. We all have to do that. We're like, Oh, look at that person. They're killing over there. And Oh, maybe I should do that over there. And by the time you go and you do 15,000 things, you're what you originally started with. usually come back to it. You're like, Oh man, if I had just stayed focused on it, I'd be so much further. I just think we all have squirrel brains. TikTok's not helping us. Um, I try and limit so much time on social media because I think it's making us more squirrel brained all over and glitter and go, 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 go. And we're having such a hard time focusing. And I think, I don't know, for me, I've got to be careful on social media because that's where I see a lot of glitter. And I'm like, hmm, I should do that. And I'm like, wait, no, stay here, stay in my lane. Where am I going? And let's just move forward. So yeah, I totally get that. The sheer number of like screenshots and ooh, that checkout cart and that way of promoting something. And 
Yeah, it's absolutely incredible. And one of the things that you have built through this process, so um, there's just so much going on in my mind. Another thing that made a huge impact in my life the day that I got to see you speak the first time was the fact that you taught your daughters how to do this. So not only are you doing this for yourself and your family and changing your dynamic and having so much fun following what works, you decided that it was an opportunity for your girls to make a shift in their life. And that to me was like, oh my gosh, if she can teach her girls how to do this, then there has to be a way for me. I want to figure out how to take a product or whatever from zero to hundred K. Yeah, I think, and I, I didn't know at the time, the bigger picture again, that's why I make God, my business partner, I was just like, girls, you want to learn how to do this so you can pay, have money for college. If you want to go to college or if you don't want to go to college then you have some money to play around with. And they're like, sure. They were so timid and so shy um, at that time. And it was really fun to just watch them. And now like Michaela, she speaks on stages of 4,000 people and is just fine. But I think the bigger view of it was, um, I had, was building how does she the blog with some friends, right? And then uh, I had built Pick Your Plum, and I thought I was a one-hit wonder. And I was like, "Does this really work? Did I just get lucky? Was I in the right place at the right time?" And so I had those thoughts, and I'm like, "I wonder if I can tell my daughters how to do this too with a strategy that's that I've used." And so they did it, and I was like, "Oh." okay, maybe this, this is good. And so then I built another company using those same strategies. We got to a million dollar mark. I'm like, Oh, this is working. And then my sister comes, does the same thing. It's over a million. And then I do it with some friends. And I think that I had to break the belief that I was a one hit wonder multiple times to be able to go and teach for when the people are you're teaching. Cause you can't do, I'm like, I'm teaching. Cause I do. <laughs> right. And I had to have that journey because if I would have just been thrown in to the teaching and the coaching side of it, I think I would have crumbled. I had to have a strong base. Again, make God your business partner. And he's like, all right, she's got a thick head. I'm going to have to have her go through this multiple times. So she finally believes in herself. And I think I was listening to uh, Jessica Simpson's called Even the Rich podcast and it's interesting. She didn't believe in herself. And I, I think that's just rampant among entrepreneurs. And if we can learn to say, like, get that thought out of our head and say, you know what, I really am going to start believing in myself. I think we could all be so much further along, but those dang thoughts just hold us back. And Jessica Simpson now believes she's third place because Brittany got first and Christina Aguilera got second and Jessica thinks she got third, <laughs> but it was because some of those thoughts in her head that kind of held her back. Uh, she walked off the stage crying, singing with Dolly Parton one time because of all of the noise in her head. And I just think, man, we can learn to turn that off faster or whatever we need to do to realize the rock stars we truly are that God needs us to be so that we can go help other people and lift them up. Like, I love what you're doing. Like, you're doing this podcast, right? Like, we're here to lift each other up. The worst competitor, the meanest bully that we ever will run into our own thoughts and our own mind. And so being surrounded with a community of people that can say, that's not true. 
whatever those thoughts are in your head are not true. Let them go step into your greatness. We're going to be able to go so much further. Yeah. The main reason that I became a clarity coach is for the tool that we have of flipping the script of words, right? Like how do we, when we're in fear, looking at the chart, finding fear and choosing trust, like having something else quickly that we can put our brain to and get out of our own way because it just, we swirl in eddies and knock our lights out. And it's absolutely horrendous when we get going in that negative feedback loop and the internal pharmacy that is not kind. There's just absolutely nothing kind about it. And I try as well to limit my amount of time on social media. And one of the places that I do go is to your Facebook group. So can you tell us a little bit about your zero to hundred K? I have like so many things swirling through my mind of you choosing products, focusing on things and really staying in one place and staying so consistent. The community that you've built is remarkable. And I definitely- you that are in there. Like, I'm so glad you're out and helping people create clarity. Like you are a rock star. I think the world's so blessed. Your students, the people that are listening right now, like keep following what Jen is telling you. (laughs) There's a reason why she's here and teaching. Anyway, yeah, you're such a good example of this community aspect too. Well, and it is, it's a, it's a traction field, right? And you are that light and a beacon of light for the rest of us to be able to see like-minded sisters and women that are in integrity and women that want to make a difference in the world. And you've created a community for us to come together and it is freaking phenomenal. Like Thank you. your course, all, all of it, but the community is remarkable. I mean, when I am in that mode, of thinking on that five or 10 year trajectory or whatever I need to do to my business in order for it to be successful and like meet some mark that is outside of myself. So then it makes me beat myself up. I'm not good enough. I didn't run fast enough. I didn't blah, 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 blah. Then there's a woman in your community who's knocking it out of the park and making her first dollar and making her first thousand dollars and $10,000 and $50,000, a hundred thousand dollars. And Mm -hmm. to be able to cheer for other sisters who are doing it, whether it be slowly or super fast or whatever their pace is and whatever's right for them and being a mom. And it's literally one of the things that gave me goosebumps going into the first store that I was selling to when I was choosing to start out selling wholesale, having no idea what I was doing, (laughs) (laughs) no profit margin at all. Like what is going on was the gift of getting to see a woman with her baby wrapped on her in a mom and baby boutique. One, she's getting to have this business and get herself out there and be a mom and be her whole self and not be like, I don't know, in my mind, it was like, yes, this is what we're supposed to be doing as women in this world is following our heart and doing what it is that calls us forward. And so that was one of the biggest gifts of getting to sell wholesale was seeing these women be moms and not be judged for bringing their baby to work or being shamed for something. And I get to see that in your community with these women getting to do that at home. And there was so much that went through this last handful of years that your community made such a huge impact in the world. And in my business, getting myself out of my office and into my house where I am right now, getting to interview you and having a tribe to support ourselves with through that period of these quick changing pivots and what are we doing and where are we going? What are we supposed to be happening and continuing to circle back and follow your intuition? Like here's all the data, here's all the information and do what feels most aligned for you. Yeah. That community, all the businesses I've built, 
has been the best because it's really about watching people transform. They they come in and they're like, I don't know what I'm doing. And I'm like, welcome to the club. No one knows what they're doing when they first get started. And I remember doing it alone. I mean, I had Jared. He was like, you're selling naked blocks of wood. What are you doing here? <laughs> you know, super supportive, but I couldn't even see my vision. How am I supposed to explain it to him? Right. And I just felt so alone for many, many, many years. And so when I started uh, teaching, I was like, I don't want that for anybody else. I want them to know that they have a place to go that's safe. We are very mama bear in there. Any passive aggressiveness, we kick them out. I mean, it's vulnerable being an, an entrepreneur, right? And just a place for someone to go and ask questions and work through some of their thoughts. And then at the end of the day, like I can go back, like um, we've got Trish in there who was so hesitant to even start, didn't know what she was doing, started selling leftover wax. Um, and now she's told me the other day she's about to hit $400,000. And it's just like, I get to see the transformation. And there's so many of them in there. We go look at their very first post. And then a year, two years later, like, wow, you're a totally different person <laughs> on, and it's good. And they're living this abundant life and they're, they're seeing things differently. That's where true fulfillment comes is when you start transforming people's lives. And I mean, physical products can do it too. I sold cupcake liners to moms, not to go bake cupcakes. Cause the last thing they wanted to do was bake cupcakes when they're exhausted. Um, I told them to use it as like, put their kids snacks in there peanut butter and apples. And then at night, when they go and have to clean out the sink, they don't have to clean out the plastic place with the peanut butter on it that never comes off, right? They can just throw the stuff away. And so they get an extra 10, 15 minutes of sleep. And so that was a transformation too for these women. And so if we just think in how, how can our products, whether it's physical, whether it's digital, whatever it is that you're selling, how can it help someone's life, that vision? How can it help someone's life be better? And I think that is a true fulfillment. Like money is just a piece of paper with a guy's face on it, right? But I think the true fulfillment comes from watching others' lives change. Yeah. And getting to be like, figure out who you are along the way, at least for myself. I was sharing with you earlier, one of our first conversations was I had the opportunity to speak directly with you and meet you in person. Such a big gift. And in the hall, I remember. <laughs> it was, there's nothing like feeling like you're just, wh what are you supposed to be doing? There's so many supposed to's in this world. And I created a business plan and I was taken out a loan in order to get this business started and want, knew I was supposed to be doing something different, didn't know exactly what it was. And so there's all of this external pressure that I was feeling and creating for myself, which is a whole nother story. But having the opportunity to guide women to a place of trial and error without it being this like big daunting task or thing that is another weight on our shoulders. Like that is the last thing any of us need in this world. And I really believe that we're all doing anything to try to figure out what makes us happy, what brings us joy, what truly like allows us to connect to source. That is that vital energy that we're not going to get from anywhere else. And that to me is like what I was, what I was seeking in that moment. Like, okay, birds and bees teas is still trucking along. Sales are coming. People are showing up. Divine angels are being placed in places. It's not time to give up, but what do I do? 
And getting to find your zero to hundred K, which I think you were just starting at that moment in time was yep. so fun because I got to see you step into your physical product focus mm-hmm. and relationship building with all of the things that you've done for life transformation through the blog and, and how does she, which is a whole nother aspect of an amazing relationship builder and business and, and transformation that you're making out in the world. But I was so unhappy. I had hit a couple benchmarks or I hit, I don't know, 200,000 or something at that point. But I was like, what would it be like to hit 100,000 in a year? And what would it be like to hit 100,000 a month? But when I hit those marks, it would be exciting for a short period of time. But then I was looking at all the things that still weren't working or how do I actually feel like joy for an extended period of time? And Getting to be a part of the Zero to 100K program, which if any of you are looking for a program to launch a business, be a part of something, if you have a business, literally met some of the best sisters I've ever encountered in my life, thanks to you, and bringing us all together and providing that opportunity. But through so many moments, especially the unknown of a pandemic in the world, which I personally believe that we were all primed and in a phenomenal position for since we had been determined and stayed the course or whatever for physical products, people shifting and buying everything online at that moment in time. We got to ride that wave together. And then I can even see when myself, I would have pulled back on certain things. It was coming because of that whole area and space that you're holding for us, for us to find that true fulfillment in ourselves, have that self-belief that you're talking about earlier. Every single person I've ever seen knock it out of the park has had that self-belief from the get-go, right? Like that internal, there's something different in that internal dialogue than some of us that are on a slower train. We might be dealing with some other circumstances in life and or not so kind inside of of what we're saying. So the true fulfillment and belief in ourselves, I just can't thank you enough for bringing that into this conversation because to me, that's everything like business. Great, wonderful. But at the end of the day, I want to be happy before my head hits the bed. Yeah. And I think that's what we have to practice too. I dismissed a lot of my stuff, my success. I'm like, anybody can do this. I'm not that smart. And I actually... um, had it's I'm giving you the Instagram highlight reel, right? Of everything good and glorious, but I've had people in my life that that were hard on me and hard on my soul and told me that I was worth nothing and that I was I got lucky. They told me when we had like our first million dollar month and and they're like, that's nothing. That's nothing. Have you seen what other people are doing? Don't celebrate. And I was like, okay, that's not good enough. That's not good enough. And so as I started like reflecting on that and looking back at my experiences when I was just getting started, I didn't allow myself to celebrate. And I didn't tell those people, stop talking. I'm going to celebrate this moment, whether you want to join me or not, I don't care, but hello, we made a heck of a lot of money, right? And so I think that's one thing that I'm so passionate about in this group is we have to take the time. To acknowledge whether we make our first dollar, our 10, 50, 100 million, whatever it is, because we're such entrepreneurs and we're like, what's the next hill we can climb? What's the next hill we can climb? Instead of just like taking a second, turning around and saying, look what I've done. Because when we can take that second to just look what I've done, that's where it builds the strength to be able to take that next step, that next scary step forward. 
And so when people are like, ah, I just made my first sale. I just sold something and it's only $20 worth. And I'm like, can we just get rid of the just and the only? You literally created money. You had no clue how to do it a week ago, two weeks ago, whatever it is. And you just created money. Two weeks ago, you would have been like, oh, I can't wait to make my first sale. And then you get it and then you diminish it. No wonder why you're so hard on yourself. Because you never tell yourself you did a good job. You never tell yourself, ah, look what I can do. You're just like, I only, I just. Now let's get to the next one. Now let's get to the next one. No wonder why there's a lot of rich people who are miserable. It's because they don't stop and acknowledge what they have done and how far they've come and what rock stars they are. And so I'm like such a big advocate and proponent in that group. Like just celebrate yourself. Some days I would just celebrate myself for brushing my teeth. <laughs> I was like, I'm a rock star. I just brush my teeth. I'm going to take that for the win. <laughs> uh, it's so true. So true. Yeah. So many days in building these businesses, it has been like, okay, one thing, if I accomplish, when I accomplish one thing each day, that's momentum. It's creating forward movement and I can keep on going. So you are doing all kinds of blitzes and fun things that are bringing people into your community. You're giving all the time and teaching like every single thing that you're doing, others can model. It was so beautiful as well for myself to be in there. And this is consistent in how you show up for everything. But your settings were there. And at the same time, you had so many people coming into that blitz that you had to switch all of the technology oh. in order to be able to handle it. And you did it so gracefully. Was it? I don't you know. Have such an amazing <laughs> team. And it's so real. It's one of those real raw aspects, right? Like the awkward and the potentially nervous in that moment. And it is where, but, but people get to see the real deal when they get to work with you. Everything is not a hundred percent polished and it is not like so practiced. You get to show up every single day as yourself and you do that through your family, through where you choose to live. And, oh, there's just so much that you have to offer this world. I thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. I feel very, very blessed. And honestly, it's, I feel blessed because I get to meet people like you. Like, how cool is that? that I've got to know you it's almost been six years and watch your journey and watch you pivot and lead and create clarity with people. And I just think I don't, there's just a bigger vision of where we're supposed to go. And I don't know, we just have to trust that it's going to be uncomfortable, but that's, that's where growth's found is in the uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. We learn so much and have the ability to like our tenacity increases and what we're able to handle and what used to be a big deal is no longer, right? Like you're like, oh, there's another way to handle this. So I have a couple questions. Who would you say are your maybe top three mentors that have made a difference in your life? My grandpa, of course. Grandma and grandpa, they uh, they were just cool humans. Grandpa would come over and he'd be like, what are you selling today? Cupcake liners. You mean the cupcake liners you can buy at the grocery store, the cupcake liners you can buy at gas stations. What are you doing, Allison? Selling cupcake liners. And I was like, uh, selling cupcake liners, grandpa. And he's like, how much did you make? And I'd refresh the screen and I'd pull it up. And, and I remember clearly one day we'd just hit <laughs> in one day, like 
it's still like, it's so cool how this works, but we'd sold, we just hit $20,000 in cupcake liners in sales. And I show him the screen and he's like, cupcake liners. That's it. And I said, yeah. And he said, is this legal? Is what you're doing legal? (laughs) And I loved it so much because I knew he was fully supporting me, but he would make me think I'm like, yeah, grandpa, this is legal. He's like, you're still in your pajamas for the day. You didn't go knocking on doors. (laughs) And so that was fun. Just, uh, he was cheering me on, but was just so like, what? So um, for sure, for (laughs) sure, my grandpa. Uh, Another one, my husband. Entrepreneurs are kind of a pain in the butt. Not gonna lie. We're hard headed. We're focused. We work hard we cry hard. <laughs> like we just plan, we sleep really hard. Um, and just like, he was just so, he's just been so patient with me. Um, and then I think out in the entrepreneurship world, like, oh, there's so many greats out there that I don't want to forget people's names. Yeah. I could probably tell you at least a hundred that I've learned from Russell Brunson was key, very key to helping me teach he was put into my life for a specific reason. And that was to help me to teach. He's been such a blessing in my life. Kathy Heller is another one. Love, love, love her. She put such a feminine spin on cells that I'd never heard of before. Hermosi, Alex Hermosi, Brian Burt, Brian Bowman. Oh, the list could go on and on. Mm-hmm. I really treasure other entrepreneurs who stepped out and are willing to get in the ring. And I just have so much gratitude for them so much gratitude, but yeah, I've got a list of like a bajillion of people that I'm just so grateful for and that have helped me along the way. Oh, it's so fun. I got to meet Kathy Heller. Thanks to all of you doing a really neat mastermind and bringing the rest of us in and getting to see that. And her energy is so high vibe. And it's like, we are all so successful and there is so much more for us to do. And I just love that energy. And it's coming from that place of the internal, right? Is not mm-hmm. from external needs to shoulds, whatever. It's like there is so much to do in this planet and we're called to do it, right? Um, is there a book that you're reading currently? Oh, I read lots. Let me look. I think the number one book that changed my life is Essentialism. I, I recommend that. Uh, I had a hard time telling people no without feeling guilty. I always feel guilty for saying no, like, I can't. I remember when they asked me to set up a Christmas party and I was like, what? No, I'm in e-commerce. Do you not know that this is like all hands on deck time? I'm not doing a Christmas party. And this was for an event that they could have gotten other people for. And I'm like, would you ask an accountant to help plan a party in April? No, (laughs) they're busy season. I'm not planning this party. And I actually just like let it go. I was like, oh, but maybe if I could just stay up two more hours and and then the, and then I'd be exhausted and I don't have enough energy for my kids, all the things. So I've learned to, I'm really good at saying no. I'm very, very good at saying no. And that that book changed my life. It gave me permission to not be good at everything because I don't need to be good at everything, but just be good at a couple things. Like I can't cook and I'm okay with that. Like I burn rice, I burn noodles. How do you do that? I do that. And that's okay because I've got other strengths. So it allowed me to just say, you know what? I don't have to be good at a whole bunch of stuff. Let me just focus in on what I like. And I really don't like cooking. So it worked out really well. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for your time. Can you share with everyone where they can find you and um, how they can connect with you? Yeah. Allison J Prince is, those are my handles on social, my website, just make sure it's one L and then add the J. Uh, you'll be able to find me in all those places. I love it. We'll have all of her information in the show notes below. Thank you everyone for joining us. We will see you next Wednesday. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Manifesting Clarity. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. This helps others to find the show and we greatly appreciate it. Thanks again for listening and we'll catch you in the next episode.